So we don't have intro music yet. <laughs> we don't have artwork yet. We don't have a name and we don't have... I feel like this is the draft first take. We don't have anything. But we do have is three people here ready to talk about the Ravens to make the best must-listen podcast about Ravens that never existed before. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited for this. If you remember us from the Prog Rock block... Hi. If you don't know who that is, don't look into it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Alec. It's Peter. And Chris. And we are the Ravens blockers or something like that. Um, <laughs> Name TBD. <laughs> Name TBD. Yeah. Well, why don't we first go into the schedule, right? So I'm just going to run through it right now, right? So let's schedule. See. Yeah. So let's see. We got at Dolphins, Cardinals, at Chiefs, Browns, at Steelers, Bengals, at Seahawks. By week, week eight, Patriots at Bengals, Texans at Rams, 49ers at Bills, Jets at Browns, Steelers. It sounds like I was pretty much, you know, on zigzagging right there. Like, you know, we have like, it seems like we have an away game, like, and then a home game and then like same thing, like repeated over and over and over again. I did see apparently it's only the fourth time in NFL history a schedule for any team is that. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. It is wild that it's like that. No home stands, no away stands. One thing we do have is four games in 18 days, which I saw a lot of people talking about as well. That's a lot of games. Starting off with the Thursday night game and proceeding through. To, or actually, no, starting off on Monday night and proceeding yeah. through to the Thursday night game. The Monday night's uh, the one at Rams, right? At Rams, correct. Okay. It's any the end of the year, so that's going to be kind of extra difficult about it but luckily hmm. the opponents aren't that great like rams are Looking very good now i mean <laughs> sure yeah i don't know though do you really think it's a lot of question marks yeah i guess they're really big question marks like the jets could become illustrious if donald becomes the one and then bell is like a hero and our boy cj rest in ah. peace rest <laughs> in <laughs> peace he's, like, he's gonna pull a bart scott he'll be good but not great no, i'll tell you <laughs> Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst are going to be having great games that night. <laughs> yeah, cheers to that. <laughs> that's, that's super yeah. true. I got to get another jersey. Man, I'm so upset. Me too, man. Do we all have Mosley? Did you have Mosley? I did, yep. Mosley oh, Mosley and Flacco man. were my only jerseys of, of people left. Yeah, I don't have anybody that's left anymore. All I have is me. Uh, my yeah. personalized jersey. A Justin Tucker yeah. jersey would pro- if you're looking for one you'll get longevity out of. That's what I want. <laughs> I was gonna get him next or uh, Marlon Humphrey. But I really wanted to sign to a long term deal first. But he also changed his number. I know, and I don't <laughs> like it as much, but yeah, I mean it's good now that I can get it now with the new number. It could be. Yeah, I don't know. Is the uh you know, yeah, this whole thing Earl Earl Thomas. How how uh, how long did we sign him for? Was it a two year deal, three year deal? I think want to say three years three i think it's three years and 46 42 million right because it was uh 14 a year we're gonna need someone to fact check that fact I did check see the deal is insanely front-loaded four-year deal four-year deal so how many well so who knows yeah maybe humphrey will stay on 44 you know that's man that's such a weird number for a corner but that's what he wants yeah Hey, he's just gonna have to make that number look sexy with his play that's right that's right <laughs> i like that yeah so, all right, guys, did you look through and pick out how many wins losses you think we'll get? I do that every year. I hate doing it because, like, so much can change from the NFL week for week. I will say this. With the Ravens, 
now with their schedule and and how they've been under Harbaugh these last what almost a decade now. I always look at October first because if you look at the Ravens, September they usually do pretty well, and with the style of play they they do, uh, round the ball out, hard nosed defense that plays really well in December. October it seems like every year, especially these past few seasons, is a make or break year, uh, month for the Ravens. Just like whatever could go wrong seems to go wrong. You lose to the Chicago Bears of all teams back when they were Ugh. bad in 2017 in yeah. October. Eric Weddle can't punch the football out, and they give up a 70-yard run. They can't score a single touchdown against the Case Keenum-led Vikings. I mean, uh, bad things happen to the Ravens in October. Yeah, and the Browns game from last year. The Browns game, that. yeah, that was in October. I remember that. The first week of October. Alec and I were watching that together. That was really disheartening. I was really sad. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, but yeah, so this year's October should be interesting. They only have three games because the bye week is there in the last week of October. So you got at the Steelers versus the Bengals and at Seattle right before the bye week. I mean, you're not thinking they go 0-3, right? I don't think so. Well, Cincinnati, I think, is the new Cleveland. I think, well, you know, with a new coach. Yeah. They've lost a lot of key defensive players. You still got A.J. Green there, but who knows for how long if they're in rebuild mode. That's fair. But so how many wins? What do you think it, man? Well, I can go through it game by game if you guys will. Well, I, to that. all right. How about you <laughs> think about that and I'll okay. I'll go through mine. Sounds good. So, with mine, I have I always think of it as high probability of win, medium probability of win, kind of a toss-up. But probably when I think toss up, I'm usually thinking eh, it's going to be hard. And then I have lower probability of wins. So using that metric, I think two of our division rivals, the Steelers and the Browns, are kind of pushes. Meaning, I'm thinking we're going to split them. I I'm not saying we necessarily will. I think we should beat both Pittsburgh games, but it's always a tough game, no matter how good or bad either side is. So I'm giving that a push. And then I also had the Chiefs is a very scary game. Seattle is an interesting game. I don't want to call it scary, but interesting. Yeah. Tough stadium for a young quarterback to play in. Exactly. It's one of my push ones, but maybe a little bit low or a little high. That really matters how we come into it, you know? Yeah. It's very possible that we'll come in with 5-1, and one, maybe even 6-0. and oh, cause I, I'm not afraid of any team. That's the thing. Like With the Ravens, I honestly believe they can beat any team at any Sunday. Yeah, they can also lose to any team. Yes, they're very good at losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could, they, very good point. They could lose to any team. Yeah. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I think that your comment is interesting based on one of the future topics I suggested yes, for exactly. a future show. Yeah, exactly. We, we may have slightly different opinions. Yeah, I, <laughs> we, we, I'm looking forward to that. Do you want to say what it is so people aren't... <laughs> yeah, so we have, some, we have some ideas for future shows um, that we will be doing that we just kind of came up with this morning. And one of mine is if you look at the Ravens the past few years, although they have always been competitive and have been fighting for the playoff spots, what's killed them, I think, since 2014, I want to say, is if you look at the, them playing teams in the regular season that did make it to the playoffs that same season, I think they beat the Chargers last year. They beat the Dolphins back in 2016 when the Dolphins eked into the playoffs. Yeah, just barely. And they usually beat the Steelers at least once a year, and the Steelers like you make the playoffs quite a bit. 
Aside from that, while the Ravens have played these playoff caliber teams tough, they've had some difficulty eking out the wins in recent years. Yep. So yeah. we're thinking about doing a bit of a dissection into that, seeing if the current roster is up to get the Ravens back to the old ways in the early John Harbaugh days when you did feel like they could play a Kaepernick-led San Francisco or Tom Brady-led Patriots, and they had a great chance of winning. Yeah, and not feeling as a little uneasy about it. Yeah. So uneasy about the Patriots, even though I hate them. and they, they, <laughs> They're not a good team. They're just really well coached, I think. They have a good scheme. The Rams are obviously scary. And Houston's a little bit, but I'm not too worried about them. I'm not scared of Houston. We are playing them at home. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. That Oh, very good point. Yep. So I had us at 10 or 11 wins. I think it's very reasonable that we'll at least be a wild card next year. Yeah, I'd probably put it around 10. I mean, looking off, you know, what I can see here, like at Chiefs, especially in September, you know, it seems like Andy Reid's Chiefs teams have been really, really red hot, you know, in the start of the season. So that one, I feel like it's kind of a loss to me. I feel like we're probably going to lose uh, one game each, probably from the Browns and the Steelers. Um, realistically, so that's three right there. Patriots, even though I really want to beat the Patriots and I think that we're one of the teams to do that, we don't really have a lot of success during the regular season. So... Uh, as much as I want to call that a win to smother it in their faces, I'm not sure if we're going to come out with that. I think it's very possible we get one of those wins and we're like, oh, yeah, we got we got the big win. But then we somehow find a way to lose to a rookie quarterback in uh, the Cardinals or we find Happens a way to lose every year. Yeah, yeah. we find a way to lose at Buffalo. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I actually think I think that's going to be a loss. Actually, I think that game's going to be in the snow at Bills. I think so. Wow. I could see it. I think it's a good point. I mean, shoot, man. If their quarterback just runs around with his head cut off, you never know what could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could. Man, I should uh, Man, I should try to go to that game, actually. We should all go. For, for anybody who knows, my, uh, my fiance's family is from Buffalo. There's a lot of uh, Buffalo Bill fans in, in the family. So every time I go up for Christmas, usually they don't say anything. They're, you know, they're watching the Bills game on TV. They don't, they don't say anything. They don't have any hatred toward the Ravens or anything, but... It's always, man, I, I feel bad for those guys. Like, you know, every time I'm just like, oh, lost another game. I'm like, man, I wish I had something to root for. But not that <laughs> week. Not that week. December 8th. I think we're going to win that one. I think so. But I could see how that would be the one. I also think, I will say, I do think the Ravens will win. I just see that as one of, I see actually that as the highest uh, potential for a trap game. Do you think we could lose twice to the Browns this year? I'm actually take the opposite approach. I am not sold on Cleveland yet. Interesting. I think I will want to talk about that later on. Yes. I am not yet. I will say I, I do. I am a fan of Baker Mayfield. I love the way the guy plays. Yeah. But they got, they still got to mesh, got all these new players. They got to play well. Sophomore year is tough for a quarterback. It's going to be tough for Mayfield. It's going to be tough for Lamar as well. But I also think if you look at Mayfield, I think he also needs to do some work, if you look at his stats, with protecting the football. And I could see that being something that could bring the Browns not to be not quite as good as everyone thinks they do. And they have a lot of expectations this year, too. Oh, yeah. For such a young team. Oh, four, yeah. four primetime games, the most hyped Cleveland team since probably the Derek Anderson days for the, yeah. for the <laughs> like, one year that lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say it sounds like the uh, was it the dream team from the Eagles a couple of years ago, but like, yeah, there definitely yeah. is a lot of hype around it. I mean, I think their defense also needs to really 
take some strides, yeah. especially with them trading uh, Peppers away too. It was promising young safety. Yes, yeah. I get why they did that, but I was a little bit surprised that they did. Yeah. I guess the Bill, the you know, going back to the Bills game, I, I guess I'm interested why we think that would be a trap game because I, I know usually the, the trap game is usually like the game before the big game. But I mean, I know we have, what is it, like a, a Sunday night game or is that, or is that a Monday so night game against the Jets? But like, is yeah. that really a trap game? Is that like the big one that you so, go for? I mean, I know it's prime time, but... Yes, I will say that Alec was talking earlier about the four games in what was it, 18 days, yeah. starting with the Rams. Yeah. That may be, I'm looking at that, and they're coming back from the West Coast, and they have an easy opponent, presumably, against San Francisco. And then they have the game, they have to go up to Buffalo in the, in the cold. And then they got the Jets on a, on a short week. I'm really saying that because I think they got to take a breather there at some point, you would think. I mean, okay, that's, so it, that's it tough on the body. That, it may yeah. not even be that one. It's just like, yeah, they're playing a lot. I would say one yeah, of the games. One of those three. Yeah. Okay. Niners, Bills, Jets. I don't think the Ravens go 3-0 and in that stretch. Talent-wise, they should. Yeah. Schedule-wise, it's tough. I'm going to say I think yeah. it's going to be San Francisco at home. And I think the reason why is, is they're kind of like a sneaky good team. Their offense isn't too bad. All and depends on Garoppolo. <laughs> it depends on Garoppolo and like my boy Pettis. I play fantasy football with these guys, so like I I, I struggle to tell <laughs> yeah. them the guys I like. I like Pettis a lot. Um, <laughs> side, side note: You guys won't be getting any fantasy football advice on this podcast because we have to keep our intel. <laughs> keep our <laughs> <cards> close. <laughs> I will say um, I do want to talk about the DraftKings or FanDuel game day lineups where you pick from only one game. I've been having great success with the Ravens games. And uh, I would love to talk about those and who you want to buy and what your lineups are for those each week. Because I plan on doing a card every week for that. I think it's fun. I guess the biggest thing that's interesting, too, is how they didn't make any Steelers game primetime. Now, everyone's yes. everyone's assuming the 17 is going to get flexed. Probably. I think it's a very high likelihood. I wouldn't even be shocked if they made the schedule and like that one <laughs> right <laughs> like we know what we're gonna flex here but we'll give some other team the the hopes and dreams of a prime time game <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know what i don't know what we would be flexing out or do they not even announce it i don't think they they don't even announce that game oh uh, okay anymore. they used to in the past but i think what they when they started rearranging the schedule based on standings they put usually a, a game where the winner goes to the playoffs oh yeah it's the last spot. i guess actually that that'd be the way we don't do it is if this game's actually not that consequential. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, primetime Raven Steelers is always a good one, but you know, I think a uh, primetime matchup against the Patriots is, is also going to be pretty good. I, that's personally the game I'm looking forward to the most on this schedule. I've, I've missed the past two years when the Ravens and Patriots didn't play. Yeah. Well, now we're back in the top King of the North. <laughs> <laughs> I told the Greek Chris that we should all go together and for three hours we can hate him because <laughs> he's a Patriots fan. Hey, that's uh, that's the, sure, that's the game I'm looking to go to if I only go to one this year is that one, so. Yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty penny, but I think it'll be worth it because it's, yeah. it's one of those things that if you leave that game and we lost, like, we'll be sad and we'll be real sad, but man, if we win, it's going to be triumph going you, down that whole you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, coming off a bye, the Ravens are at least going to keep that game close. Yeah, I think you're right. And honestly, man, not to get into maybe a future topic, but I am expecting very big things out of Lamar this year. I understand that right now he doesn't really have a weapon to throw to. That isn't Mark Andrews, Aiden Hurst, <laughs> Willie Sneed. <laughs> but 
I'm very bullish on what he'll be able to pull off this year. I think it's going to be a big deal. I think everyone's underestimating him. Everybody thinks that we're going to run the ball like crazy, and we will run the ball more than most NFL teams, but I do not think it will be as obnoxious as it was last year, where they were like, you know what, 13 plays, 11 uh, run plays, and two play action. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be like that next year. I really don't. Yeah, we'll definitely see. I think it's kind of interesting is like some years we'll always get some rumors out of camp of like, you know, oh, Joe Flacco looks so good. He's like, he's on point. He's on fire, you know, training camp. He's like, you know, thinking he's going to have a great year. And then, you know, that kind of doesn't pan out as well as it should. I hope that doesn't happen with Lamar, but I'm kind of a little worried because I know there have been a lot of uh, rave, I think, for Lamar and his work ethic and stuff. And he's a grinder. Hopefully uh, it just, you know, translates to the season, you know, and it's not just more smoke and mirrors, but, you know, we'll definitely see. He's got a lot to work on for sure. Yeah, me and my friend Kevin were talking how if Ravens PR is anything, it's like the hype train for Lamar. It's like if he touches the football, it's like he is touching the football, guys. He is touching the football. It's the hype train for every. I need that's a that's a goal of mine this year is to not read any training camp articles. <laughs> every year I say I won't, and every year I do. It's all farts and whistles, man. It's all farts and whistles, misdirection. Same thing with the draft. If we want to get into that, but I think we actually still need. Your uh, your win loss total, Peter. So, if I look at it, I think the Ravens have an excellent shot at going up two and zero to start the season. Those are very winnable games. I think they lose to Kansas City, beat Cleveland, lose to Pittsburgh, beat Cincinnati, lose Seattle, come off the bye week. I'm going to go here and I'm going to say that they do get a last second win off New England because <laughs> it's not going to happen any other way, <laughs> right? Justin Tucker, 60-yard field goal. It's going to happen. And then Cincy and the Rams, I like those. Sorry, the Texans. I like those as wins. I'm not, I don't think the Texans are as good as people think they are. Okay. Then, like I said, here's the difficult part of the schedule. I think they lose to the Rams. I think they lose to the Bills. I'm going to say that's the loss there because of it being the away game. Okay. It could be one of the other two, but just since that's the away game, I put that there. Okay. I know I said earlier that I wasn't sold on Cleveland, but I I could see that game going either way. If that Cleveland game makes it more difficult, but still possible to go to the playoffs, we will absolutely lose it. That is the way the Ravens are. We will take the path of most resistance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could see that happening. And then versus Pittsburgh at the end, since I had them losing to Pittsburgh earlier, I think they get the win there. So I don't know what the win-loss total was of that. So that was, yeah, I mean, depending on the Browns one, that was either 11-5 or 10-6. and six. Then they'll lose to the Browns, because I don't see them winning more than 10 games yet. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. I could see 11. I always find it interesting. I feel like 10-6 and six is like an okay season. Yeah. But once you go 11-5, and five, you're like, oh, that was a damn good season. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just so, one game difference. Right. <laughs> it's tough, though. I mean, because you got to think about it. When was the last time the Ravens won more than 10 games in a season? I think that was 2011. I think it's I think been so. since then. Yeah, we were 12-4. and four. Yeah. And is the do you look at the current roster now squared up against that roster is better? I don't know. Well, we got we got away from we got away for the draft. I agree yeah. with that. I mean, right I now, agree right now no. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just like it's tough for me to commit to that to them being that good. Oh man, we right I can't now. wait to talk about the defense. I think the defense is a really interesting topic, but not for tonight. I agree. Cuz I think they could be just as good if not better next year. Just a tease it. And I know that's like a high bar. I am a big believer that we didn't lose too much. I'm also a big believer, and I'll get to it when we talk about it, that we had addition by subtraction. 
Ooh. All right. Well, if it doesn't tempt you to listen to the next episode, I don't know what will. <laughs> I think uh, I think the defense could be in the next episode for sure. But I think we should maybe go into the draft now. I'll admit, I have watched zero film of all these athletes. I have watched almost no college games. I heard way too much about DK Metcalf and his blow away speed, but inability to run the cone drills. I don't know too many about the people per se, but I have a lot of thoughts and opinions about what kind of players they should go after. So I don't know about you guys. Do you do you know like pay attention about who these guys are? And I I heard a lot of names about the wide receiver class. I know there's like eight of them that people are pretty high about, and there's no consensus of who number one is, which I think plays really well for the Ravens because somebody else might be like DK Metcalf, he's the one, and then someone else is like, oh, Nikhil Harry is the one. I think that's his name. I might but. There's a Butler that's guy. A, that's actually 100% correct. Okay, Nikhil Harry. And then there's like Butler, uh, Malcolm Butler, right? That guy? That feels like a real player that's already in the NFL. He definitely is. Yeah, no. There's Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler. There, you there go. it is. There you go. <laughs> Mal- Malcolm Butler was the Patriots uh, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who won them the Super Bowl and then immediately was yeah, in the doghouse. Titans yeah. cornerback. Yeah. Speaking of which, completely off-topic tangent, but just another reason that to just, like, hate the Patriots. Did you see what Gronk did last week? Yes! <laughs> and, like, the Patriots, they're, like, celebrating it on their Facebook. That's when you know you have too many damn Super Bowls. When you're just like, oh, ha-ha, look, our idiot tight end dented the, the trophy with a baseball. <laughs> Try to bunt with it. Ha-ha! <laughs> Retired tight end. Yeah, I know. He's, like, not even on the team anymore. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you may, imagine when the Tampa Bay Bucks and like, when they had their one Super Bowl trophy, if like Warren Sapp, like, you know, punted it. <laughs> <laughs> no one would be laughing about that. He's a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Patriots have too many damn trophies. It's, it's just like uh, when Gronk, I was watching the video and he like threw a fastball and he like ripped through the tent and he was like, yeah! <laughs> like, this guy's a freak. <laughs> Six foot seven ball throwing maniac <laughs> oh man oh man so not to get us off track that, that, was, that was that was fun though that was good so i guess what do you think the plan is peter what do you think they're gonna do that's a good question because i will say last year the ravens draft what they did in the first round was very surprising to me i did not think we were going to go hayden hurst that was a surprise i didn't think last year they were going to go marlon humphrey i remember when i was watching the draft with you Oh, yeah, we were blown away. And they did Humphrey, and that was not who we were expecting. Turned out to be an excellent pick, of course. But I don't know. It's Another interesting thing is what do they think is the top need right now? Because if you look in free agency, I think we, that can be an indication as well. Sure, they signed Seth Roberts, but you, you need more than Seth Roberts at wide receiver. Didn't, dra- didn't get any outside linebackers. And... Didn't really touch the offensive line, although I, I think that we could we might probably all agree that's a position of need. And there were some decent linemen that went for relatively cheap contracts in free agency. So I look at those three positions as the most likely candidates for what they would do in the first with their first three picks. But that's just my take. Yeah, I think that's pretty much right on the money in my opinion too the order i don't know i would love to talk about the chance of them picking in the first round like what's your percentage chance they actually pick in the first round and i guess also what's the percent chance they pick at 22 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's always difficult to kind of predict what uh, you know, what the board they're running off of is. I actually literally just had a thought in my head uh, go for it. that uh, you know, what if uh, what if this year cuz you know, it, especially this year with the Ravens picking at 22, I think a lot of folks are kind of thinking that, you know, oh, they trade back to get that second rounder that they lost um, from having to trade back with uh trade up with Philadelphia to to pick Lamar Jackson. But uh, what if they uh, what if they actually trade up and then trade back? You think they'd pull a maneuver like that? Maybe trade up with the team. You know, I don't. I don't know. Probably not Oakland. Oakland has too. Oakland has too many first round picks. But uh, somebody who's looking to trade back to maybe get a little bit more value. They trade up a little bit, but then they're like, oh, well, you know what? I actually wanted really wanted that second round pick anyway, and you know, kind of get even more draft capital. Do you think? You think Is they can pull possible? it off? Oh yeah, they did with Flacco. Absolutely, oh, right. they did do that. Absolutely, they, they jumped all around the first round with Flacco. I absolutely did that, and I was like, I couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, they what was it? They went to like fifteen, and then back to twenty-two, and then did they go back again? I think they only went back twice. It's just it, they'd have to make the trade up before the pick is live, right? That's how that works. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty aggressive. I don't know. I will say that'd be meta level tactics. I think they try to trade back, but this gets into my other point. I don't know why anyone does that with us. I feel like everyone knows about to get bamboozled, right? We always have a guy that we think we're going to get, or a, a, we have a, a selection of people that we think we're going to get if we trade back. And mm. our whole point is we think we can still get that guy well, th- the same I think, quality. I think that's yeah. the rumor why we the Ravens didn't get Jalen Ramsey a few years ago, right? It was, was. the Cowboys didn't want to trade with the Ravens because they thought we were going to get Elliott. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I'm confirming here. So it looks like we had, was it, we had the uh, the eighth pick in, you know, this is 2008 when we drafted Joe Flacco first round, greatest quarterback in Ravens history. Most elite draft pick ever. Most elite draft pick. Uh, yeah, we were at eight. We traded back to 26 and then went back up to 18 to uh, to pick Flacco. Gotcha. So, but, I mean, that you know, we needed a quarterback. You know, we don't really need a quarterback. You know, I, I think the, the jury's still in on, on Lamar. You know, I know Alec was a big believer in Lamar last year. I was, like, I was a little more skeptical, but I, I, was, I think he's the guy. So I was calling for him for to now. start for a while, and then I had this. I found this meme of like Lamar time where his face was at every o'clock of the of the clock, and I just posted it every single game, pretty much like, every game. <laughs> like it's Lamar time. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, he almost won every single game he started, and then everything fell apart in the playoffs until the last like five minutes. This Alas. is also going to be a very fun thing that will that I think will evolve over the podcast life because Alec is the hype man here. Chris is a lot more reserved with, with uh, his predictions and I'm kind of in the middle. So I'm, I'm, like I'm always, enjoying to see that play out. <laughs> yeah. I'm always optimistic about the Ravens because I always think they're like sneaky good. And I think it's also just selection bias for the fact I watch so much of the Ravens film, so to speak. Like I watch every game. I watch it pretty closely. At least I try to. And I feel like I know the team well, and I'm like, oh, I think that player is going to be on the ascendancy, or I'm seeing nice things. Like I remember Alex Collins two years ago. I was watching that guy. The first time he touched the ball, I was like, I'm going to go pick him up on the waiver wire. He's going to be our starting running back in like two, three weeks. You watch, and sure enough, that's what happened. Because <laughs> the second he touched the ball, I was like, okay, that's that's our guy. Yep. And then, funny enough, Sad last story. year, last year I was like, I'm not touching him with a nine foot pole because there's nothing special about him per se. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all about the Dixon uh, truth train, and then he got hurt, and then came back. So I think I think they're going to try to get that wide receiver, one of those eight guys, probably. Which one? Who knows? 
I think there. I think if it was up to them, they would have two second round picks this year because of the depth of the draft. I was thinking the same thing though, Chris. Like, what if they got sneaky and they trade up? But I don't know what they would go for. I feel like it would have to be like an outside linebacker because you're not trading up to get a inside lineman. No. Twenty two is a perfect spot to pick an inside lineman. Yeah. I think if we pick at twenty two, I suspect it's at an inside lineman like that one center everyone's talking about. That's apparently the the second coming of of centers. <laughs> We could Kevin use Mawai. He's a center that people know, right? <laughs> <laughs> One of like two. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Looks like we've got uh, a pick in round one, two in round three, two in round four, uh, one and five, and then two and six. We have a lot in the back end. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Now that I look at it, I guess, you know, if they did trade up, what would they give, you know, that uh, the other. That's the problem. I don't know what they would give. Maybe future assets next year, second. But then you're in the same problem next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, understood. I don't know. They did have a lot of picks last year. Despite the fact they traded up to get Lamar, they still pick like 10, 11 guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I can say is that I was uh, I was definitely really happy because I thought I had heard a long week of work, I think, and I was thinking like, oh, Thursday night, that's the NFL draft. And I come in Friday, I'm like, did I miss the draft? And I was like, oh, fuck, it's next week. Like, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. This is gonna be really interesting to see what DaCosta does. It's gonna, you know, yeah. it, it'll feel similar enough to Ozzy, but you know, he's gonna want to put his own stamp on things. So it's it's really hard to you know kind of make sense of you know all the pre-draft smokescreen and stuff like that. But I kind of agree with you, Alec. Though, if they do pick a twenty-two, I feel like they'll pick a lineman. I'm not really sure if they feel comfortable picking a receiver, you know, a 22, especially if there's so many of them, they could probably trade back and, and pick one up later. Well, especially like Alex said, there's not really a consensus number one. I mean, even DK Metcalf is a lot of people who think that he's just an athlete. Right. Martavius Bryant comparisons. Right. Yeah. I looked into it. You've got like another guy that's in the uh, Antonio Brown phylum of like 5'10", 5'9", 150, right. or 160 pounds. Marquise speedster. Brown from Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. That guy. So you have one of those characters. Uh, I think uh, Hakeem Butler is more of a prototypical like six foot two wide receiver. I think the hard part about wide receivers is it's so hard to judge separation when you're playing against the future gym teachers of America. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Not playing the top content every or top athletes every week, so it's hard yeah. to tell. It'll be interesting for sure. I also just don't trust the Ravens to pick a, a wide receiver. What's well, the other thing? Maybe this is a good segue for further topic on this conversation. What type of receiver should the Ravens go after? Because we've seen we've seen the the Tory Smith slash Brashad Perryman speedster experiment with varying results. We've seen the Tandon Doss, Mark Clayton. I don't even know what type of receivers you want to call them experiment. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what type of receiver does a mobile quarterback like Lamar pair well with? I think it's the stupidest question, honestly, Peter. I want Julio Jones every week. Like, I just want the, the biggest, most physical guy who has, happens to be also really fast. How about that guy? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I am a big value guy of guys who do the number one thing receivers need to do catch the football it's a it's a fascinating thing i want the guy with the best hands you know when they, when they drafted Hayhurst, they were like this guy never drops the ball he has the best hands and i was like that's great <laughs> that's literally your job dude if you are a receiving person you are to catch the ball i don't care how open you get i don't care how well you block 
none of those things really matter as much as when the ball comes your way, will you catch it? Because that means you've got positive yards, presumably. And that's all we really care about. So I just want somebody who catches the ball really, really well. <laughs> I don't care if they're fast. I don't care if they have big plays. I just care if they make a play. That's all. So yeah, possession receiver, 120%. That's all I want. It's already on the roster. His name's Willie Sneed. Hey, that's <laughs> awesome. Give the guy the ball more. Like, seriously. Every time they threw it in his direction, it was usually pretty uh, high-impact play. It was. Like, I I feel like people overcomplicate the wide receiver position. It turns out, like, catching the ball is a huge thing. It's a big win. I, I don't look for athletes as much as I would just guys who consistently catch the ball, have good fundamental, like, mechanics of eyes on the ball, and, you know, do the right thing. That's what I would look for, personally. Yeah. What do you think, Peter? I think they need to get, find a guy who's very fundamental. I think with a quarterback who's working on his accuracy, I think you need a, a guy who's a very crisp route runner, has a very yeah. big catch radius. Well, I mean, obviously, catching the ball is the number one skill <laughs> you need, but I think... If you're more specific, route running and catch radius, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And the reason I say that is because... I feel like with a quarterback who, and even, I mean, Lamar's even admitted this, that he, there are some portions of his fundamentals he's working on this offseason. I feel like if you get a guy who is very fundamentally sound, that makes Lamar's job easier. Because then he do, doesn't have to think about, I mean, like you were even saying earlier when we were talking about, you know, playing in a band. If mm-hmm. you're playing your baseline, but then someone is playing something different and that throws you off. Mm-hmm then that's more for you to think about. If the Ravens can give Lamar more players who their number one skill is their fundamentals and catching the ball and especially in route running, I think, because that really the right helps place. your timing. Because yep. that's a big thing too with wide receivers is that they aren't necessarily running a set route. It's supposed to be based off the defense. Right, yeah. And it, you guys have to be on the same page. Like High football their, IQ, yeah. Right, yeah. So I think, that's, I think that's huge. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm going to go in the other direction, and I'm surprised you didn't go in this direction, Alec, because you're such a huge Lamar fan. Um, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go for a, you know a, a big play threat, uh, a deep threat, because I think uh, you know I, I think one of the the things that everybody's just kind of asking about Lamar is like, oh, you know, is, is he just going to run the ball all this year? And like, you know, the answer is, is probably no, right? I mean, I don't think we're going to come in with the same game plan as we did last year. So how do you fix that? Well, you mix it up right? Throw it over the top more, right? So, I mean, I, I think, you know, we had those possession receivers last year with, you know, Crabtree with Sneed. Hurst can kind of fill that role. You know, John Brown didn't really have a lot of great chemistry with Lamar, but maybe we draft somebody who does. Yeah. You know, I, I would have loved to say that we just get another possession receiver and have, I don't know, Mark Andrews play the uh, vertical tight end, <laughs> you know, because they seem to have good chemistry, but, you know, he is a tight end. Probably needs somebody uh, somebody on the outside to, to run those uh, nine routes too, so... That's what I'm going with. Interesting. So let me, let me let me ask you this question. They could pick two wide receivers, and I wouldn't be shocked if they did. And also, let's let's take actually another backtrack. Are you guys high at all on Jalen Scott and and lastly? Scott definitely no. I didn't like that pick even when they made it. Lastly, I think is intriguing because he does have a bit of a big playability. I mean, obviously, we didn't see too much last year. It was still just his rookie year. Well, he was. I think he had injury problems too. Which yeah, one? Yeah. Which one? Lasley or Scott? Well, Scott, I know definitely was hurt. Scott, okay. Even in the but, preseason, um, I feel like I'm thinking Lasley. I think he he kind of had some issues too. I thought with I he know. dropped a couple passes in the 
preseason, okay. I, if I recall correctly. I th- I think that that he I don't think the door's closed on him as much as I think Scott. Like as I said, I never liked that pick, but he's kind of a possession guy if I remember right. Like Scott was your big body possession guy. Lastly, was supposed to be the playmaker. I, I remember the scouting report I read on Scott was basically like this guy can jump in the end zone and he's stupid slow. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I've heard too. So I remember when it, the pre-draft, one of the guys was like, "Yo, Lastly is like the most underrated player." Whoever picks him is very smart. And then some other guy came on a podcast and he said, my number one guy to look out for this year, no one's going to be drafted him, is Lastly Because he's going to come onto the scene, watch out, like he'll make a name for himself. And I was like, oh, I like this. I've heard two people have the hype train about this guy. Maybe the Ravens finally picked that sneaky wide receiver. And then nothing, crickets. But hey, another year. Hopefully, I'm hoping one of them, I don't care who, I'm hoping one of them becomes a contributor. Uh, maybe not game-breaking, but a nice contributor nonetheless. But I'm, I, what kind of got me going with that is the possibility is they, they could draft a second wide receiver. And I personally would spend my draft capital on the receiver that was more of a fundamentals route runner catch radius and then spend a later round pick on the speed guy, personally. Yeah, I mean, especially if, you know, there isn't really a consensus number one or someone who, you know, clearly like top three or five that is, you know, at, at 22, right? There's a lot of questions about DK Metcalf from a perspective of that his college team didn't really have him running anything but nine routes and stuff like that. He wasn't doing the whole route tree, and the thought was, why can he not do it? Because at that level, if you can't do it there, you're not going to be able to do it in the NFL. So that makes me nervous about him. I personally, as much as I find him very interesting and how he could be like an absolute beast, because like, he kind of looks like he could be that beast of like a Julio Jones kind of guy. I don't want to touch him. I mean, if if, he, <laughs> if if he's the name that everyone's throwing around as number one, like you know, there are twenty one other teams to probably pick him first. So, well, there there no one knows where he's going to go. It's he's like the biggest wild card. You can see him going really really early, or even fall to the second round. Like huh. no, there's zero consensus on that guy. A lot of people have no idea what to do with him. That, that's that's the whole wide receiver class, honestly. I think I think Butler and Harry have more consensus, like. They're a little bit more steady. They're not quite as high, maybe. Like, the ceiling's not as high. There's more consensus that they're uh, an interesting person. And Marquise Brown, a lot of people are really high on him. So, yeah. I'm very... I I can't wait. Dude, I have a project due on that Friday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to watch the draft, but I think I might have it on in the background because I'm curious. I really find that all very interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Any any other positions you guys think that we, uh, we might target besides wide receiver? They'll probably draft two or three outside linebackers slash defensive ends that don't turn out. <laughs> you know the Ravens are going to get at least one defensive lineman in the draft. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was joking, like, nose tackles were a factory. Like, defensive tackles were a factory. Inside linebacker, we always seem to find some. Corners were pretty good at picking, right? Even, like, late-round corners, we end up converting into pretty good guys. But man, Recently. Re- recent, recently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean... Webb was a third or fourth rounder, mm-hmm. and you have uh, Young, obviously, and um, well, there was a few others. Maybe I'm, maybe that's all there was, but that's still still pretty decent, decent plus. <laughs> I worry about. I know that defensive ends a really hard position to draft, and outside linebacker is kind of very similar to that. I wouldn't mind if they got a really boring outside linebacker that quote unquote sets the edge. You know, like that's all they do. They aren't really a threat. But that's just me. I, I'm always 
to a fault maybe it, it was funny you're right as a Lamar jackson truther and his uh you know big playability i usually just look for guys that play their positions really well and know their role because i think football is one of those games that if everyone does their role right things work out pretty well and the big plays can come just through repetition and luck I'm also a big like running backs don't matter truther <laughs> where I'm just I'm like I don't want them to spend any draft capital on, on running backs I don't want them to spend money on their running backs I'm like anyone back there will do a decent job and it's fine and it's not where really the money should go the money should go into these players that are really harder to hit on like I'm, I'm much rather than spend a bunch of money on a wide receiver and have Joe Schmo running the ball than the other way around I do agree if you have a strong offensive line, it does make it easier to plug and play running backs. I mean, look at look at the fact that C.J. Anderson could not find a team, okay? This man couldn't stay on a roster, jumps on the Rams and becomes a superstar. That's not because he's good, <laughs> okay? <laughs> he's not he's not a game breaker <laughs> or he would have been on a team. There's just, people are like, oh man, he's the second coming. Now he's, uh, didn't he go to the, uh, he went to the Lions, right? Did he? I actually I didn't think, see that. I think he went to the Lions, and I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> because, uh, oh, who's the running back? I had him in fantasy last year. Carryon Johnson? That's the guy. That's the guy? Carryon Johnson. That's the guy. Dude, he's so good, but he can't get any playing time. They put they kept putting him blunt last year, and it's like, come on. <laughs> it was really it was really for, unfortunate. But eventually, he did turn it on, and then he got hurt. Yeah, carry on Johnson. He's a he's a good like fifth, sixth round running back probably this year. Maybe maybe I don't know. I don't know what his ADP is, but it's probably not that too high. I'm a I'm big. We're talking fantasy draft now, not uh, yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing. I'll, I'll throw out a few a few of them. I, if I've previously owned the player, I'm probably like a hashtag truther. Like <laughs> I I draft guys I like. I don't draft just like high value picks. Like I I made that mistake a couple times where I pick guys that I was like, oh, they're just too good at this. I have to take them, even though I, like there's other guy I really want. And then I probably should have taken that guy. It worked out better. That happened. I picked Kittle once. And then I was like, oh, man, but Evan Ingram's still available this late. I'll take him. And then that was a mistake. I that was take, a mistake. If I took Kittle again, <laughs> I would have I would have won three leagues instead of two. <laughs> like, Kittle's a league winner. And, uh, yeah, I messed that one up. Oh, well. I do have a few tight ends this year that I'm all about but i'm not sharing that with you guys you should save that for another episode maybe maybe uh just a little nugget for after uh, our draft we can have a quick podcast for people who haven't drafted yet although we usually draft like right before so it's gonna be very tight that is the time to draft (laughs) yeah i want to wait till all the injuries are over exactly all right guys is there anything else you wanted to uh discuss tonight i feel like uh we should maybe all go around with uh you know maybe a surprise uh you know, uh, pick or something, you know, either for the draft or kind of like something that's going to happen this season. Like anybody have any sort of bold predictions? Ooh. <sighs> Lamar Jackson will pass for 3,400 or yeah, 3,400 yards, which is pretty, pretty good. That's a bold prediction for a mobile quarterback for one. He ran as much as he did last year. I would say that's bold. I think if he does that, no one's going to be complaining about his arm. Because they'll have plenty of running yards too. Mm. I don't know. Is that bold? I was like, I was, I, I was think basically so. trying to pick yeah. a number that wasn't insane. Think about Flacco with who ran for like on average eighty yards a season <laughs> uh, before the Ravens went to aerial attack mode because they paid him a crap ton of money. Averaged around thirty six hundred yards passing his first couple seasons. So yeah, if he does thirty four hundred with all those running yards and the and the volume of the running game. That would be significant. That'd be pretty good. I think 3,400 is an achievable goal. 
I, I don't think he's ever going to be a 4,000-yard passer just because if he were to be a 4,000-yard passer and have those legs, I'm sorry. We're the best team in the NFL. We're winning all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, that'd be so scary. Unless the defense is just porous, you know? <laughs> I'd say mine. Uh, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm pretty high on, you know, high on Andrews, high on Hayden Hurst. I feel like, you know, between the two of them, they're probably talking like 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns. Oh, I think that's very doable, particularly because Mark Andrews had 562 yards last year or something like that. So, and that was, took like half a season for us to figure out if he was a good guy to go to. (laughs) Yeah. I I think, I think you're right on the money with that. Do you think any of them are going to be fancy viable? I would love to draft a Ravens tight end, but I feel like I don't know. If they combine for 1500 (laughs) yards and absolutely. Yeah, they are. But like, I don't know which one I would draft. Remember, we also uh, re-signed Nick Boyle, so that might hurt things, too. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. I couldn't <laughs> believe that, man. And so, this is another reason the podcast is going to be interesting, because I absolutely love that signing. I'm not against it. They spend a lot of money just to block <laughs> and occasionally hey, catch the ball. <laughs> blocking is is not sexy, but it's a very important skill. Oh, I agree. In a rush, rushing offense? Yeah, I agree. That's why, that's why you were saying, if you have good run blocking, then it doesn't really matter who your running back is. So maybe you pay for the good run blocking tight end that occasionally can catch the ball. I mean, <laughs> I think it's crazy about the Ravens. I feel like they always have a gazillion tight ends. Like that's their MO. Remember <laughs> <laughs> when we had like Crockett Gilmore, Pitta. <laughs> oh man, everyone was so high on Crockett after that Oakland game. Man, what was that? 20, 2014, 2015? Man, he had like two touchdowns and like 130 yards or something. Everyone's like, oh my God, this is the next Gronk. <laughs> then he tried to become a lineman and that didn't really turn out very well. <laughs> All right, Peter, bold predictions. Whew, you're putting me on the spot. I'm not good with bold predictions. Well, apparently earlier my bold prediction that the Ravens will sweep the Browns was not one I thought was bold at the time. But I'm not going to go with that because I don't really think that's bold. I'm going to – I'll throw another bold one out there for you. I don't want this to happen. I hope I'm wrong. I would not be surprised if we should have sold on Jimmy Smith now and he has a down year. Ooh. Interesting. I don't Why do you say that? I don't. What do you think we could have got for him? I don't know. I don't know what his value is, but I think I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, I don't want this to happen. I really, really don't, and I, I, I hope it doesn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if he starts slowing down. And even though he's a very physical corner, that will, that will hurt him. So I will say that our corner situation is excellent. <laughs> I, I think the, the Ravens' corner situation is, is so good. And that's that- why I think maybe they should have sold him, just to be like, you know what? We have a lot of really good guys. I'm selling him high. I don't know. Who's to say we he, they don't trade him for an additional high pick this weekend hey. or next weekend? Bold prediction. That's, that, sounds, <laughs> there you go. I, hey, that sounds bold. I feel this was kind of spoon fed, but <laughs> bold prediction. Hey, I definitely could see that happening. I asked actually another wonderful or interesting question: Is do you think there's anybody the Ravens haven't signed yet that they want to sign, but they want to wait until the compensatory period was over? I have to look at who's available, but they usually do sign at least one, don't they? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who the, who the guy is, but I was just wanted to bring it up because I think there was uh, one of the guys, one of the linebackers that was signed with the Raiders. There was apparently talks of the Ravens wanted to sign him, but they were waiting. Interesting. And the, he didn't want to wait till after the draft and see what. You know, oh, that was a uh, uh, Brandon Marshall, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he signed with the Raiders. I didn't see that. All right, guys. That was a lot of fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Talking about Ravens football is fun, and talking <laughs> with you guys is even funner. And. uh Hopefully, we'll start selling ads to local businesses that want to support the pod. How about that? This is a, a call for the, any local businesses that want to support the pod. 
feel free. <laughs> <laughs> We're currently deeply in the hole. <laughs> yeah, we bought pizza tonight. Deeply in the hole. Microphones deeply in the hole. Twenty dollars to Domino's. We're uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can really Domino's, struggling. Can Domino's sponsor us? 